to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Dom and Karen. Hola, bienvenidos. <laughs> yeah, bienvenidos uh, a este podcast. A este podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but before you click away, this is a podcast in English, so but we're bilingual. We are. I am actually... Um, I speak French and Haitian Creole, and I, by ethnicity, am also Cuban and Dominican, but I do not speak Spanish fluently, so that is why Karen is holding my hand right now and teaching me Spanish. So along the way in this podcast, you guys will pick up many different languages. You will, which will be the fun part, but don't worry. We will always make sure to communicate in English Mm -hmm. so that everyone understands. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So welcome, everyone, to this new year and to this podcast as well. Yeah, it is our first ever episode. Yay! So please be kind on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So welcome, everyone, to this new year, like I already said. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's just start off with like... I don't know. What do you want to cover in this, like, new new year? Yeah, so I um, am very happy that, you know, the dumpster fire that is 2017 is behind us. Um, I am not going to be too quick to speak about how, you know, wonderful and, like, amazing and, like, fresh start, like, 2018 will be because we made the mistake of doing that in 2016 and 2017 just like had all my edges snatched. So yeah, I'm gonna be very cautious this year. <laughs> cautiously right now, optimistic. Right now, when you said that, I just kind of had like flashbacks <laughs> as to like everything that happened. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of like you know we're putting positive thoughts out there mm-hmm. and just working harder than we are on our goals. Um, I guess like. I wouldn't really say resolutions just because I don't really have stick to them in the past. And also just overall goals. I'm not really setting hard dates for anything right now. Like we talked before starting this podcast, we Mm -hmm. were talking about just writing things down Mm -hmm. and just kind of like putting things out there in the universe so Mm -hmm. that they come true. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, not to say that we're going to like, have hard goals, but I think one of the goals, for a lack of better term, is just to flourish in 2018. Um, yeah, and to personally be successful, but to also bring about success and whatever we can to spread positivity and real change in our communities. Um, yeah, those are things that, like, those overarching (laughs) adult things yeah (laughs) that I kind of want to just bring forth into 2018 yeah and you can't forget about you know just having fun right and um what else sleeping a lot because I am a big believer Mm -hmm. of naps (laughs) yeah me too I napped twice before doing this podcast (laughs) because speaking into a microphone is hard work guys it is (laughs) But let's start off with just, um, I guess, any catching up you want to do? Yeah. Um, so not to like really harp on like 2017, but I think it's very important that we acknowledge all of the things 
well, not all of the things, but like, you know, the major things that have happened that really impacted our communities, us and, you know, communities of color um, specifically. Just a little bit of context. Um, I am first generation American, as you could already tell by French and Haitian Creole. My my family is from Haiti. Um, but we also, within Haiti, my grandfather who left Cuba to be in Haiti, um, you know, my mom makes my mom Cuban and Haitian, and then my great grandmother is Dominican. So there's a good like <laughs> mix. Yes. I always like to say that I am like Creole with a little bit of Latin spice. Of course, <laughs> yes, you have that that sazon. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, <See> mommy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I am first-generation American. I am a proud daughter of immigrants, uh, a woman of color. So um, a lot of the things that we would be taking, you know, the lens of will be from that. Um, and Karen, I don't know if you want to give your, like, context background. Yeah, I'll give a little info about myself. Uh, basically, I am, I would say, first-generation. I was not born here, but, you know, I have been raised here my entire life. And so I am kind of, like, always the first in the family to do something. Oh, by the way, yes, uh, I am Mexican. My entire family is Mexican. I don't think that I am mixed with anything else, <laughs> although a lot of people want, like, always tell me that I look Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe I should do one of those, like, um, what do you call them? Those DNA tests? Yes, those DNA tests, because everyone keeps telling me that. But anyway, maybe that'll be another episode. <laughs> but uh, I am 100% Mexicana. I speak Spanish because it's my main language and English as well because I learned that one in school. So, mm-hmm. oh, and also I want to put this out there that I feel more confident just talking in Spanish. So there are some things sometimes where I get really passionate and I just kind of like get stuck. So mm-hmm. Dominique always kind of like just tries to help me out with mm-hmm. that. But don't, uh, you know, like, don't be surprised if here and there I throw in some Spanish words Let because, yeah, when I'm truly passionate about a topic or anything happening in general, it's just like Spanish. My Spanish will come out. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Love that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, you know, coming from these backgrounds, um, one of the major things that have impacted our lives are immigration. Um I am fortunate enough to have my parents be citizens. They've been citizen, American citizens, naturalized since 2000. Um, but I know one of the things that happened within this um, administration was that they revoked or decided not to renew um, TPS for a number yes. of countries, one of which being Haiti, mm-hmm. um, which has impacted my community greatly. And additionally, on a larger scale, not to diminish um, TPS, but you know, just by sheer numbers, DACA recipients, yes, 800,000 DACA recipients are, you know, their fates, like, They're, hang in the balance. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, something, like, we can catch up on a little bit in terms of, like, what <laughs> has been going on. Um, yeah, with this current atmosphere. Yeah, environment. and I know. So we're going to be talking, 
you know, touching base on those topics mm-hmm. because they really affect our community. And I feel like a lot of us know someone at least mm-hmm. that either has, you know, TPS or DACA. So we're just going to be covering kind of like how those current changes are affecting mm-hmm. not only us, but just the community in general. Yeah. And I don't think it will go away um, because it's had such a lasting impact. And I think it needs to be discussed more in terms of women of color specifically or just people of color in general. But um, a lot of like the sexual harassment and abuse that's been going on in primarily workplaces and men of power who have like large platforms. But I know, you know, us growing up, like Caribbean and Latina, these things are yes. n- almost never approached, and people just like kind of suffer in silence. Yeah, um, it's it's not a topic that's talked about and given the importance that it should be. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to get in depth of to like why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, want to put, like, a little disclaimer out there that neither Karen and I have, like, any, like, sociological, like, backgrounds. Um, we are not well-versed in any of this. We are purely coming to you from, like, our perspectives, you know, based on, like, how we grew up, um, in our environment. And we are here in the Bronx and, you know, we are just overwhelmed and, you know with so much diversity and like so much underrepresentation of people um which we wanted to bring forth um yes. so this is like very um anecdotal i would say yeah it is and now that you bring up the topic that we are recording straight from the bronx yeah we are. this is another point as to why we wanted to launch this podcast because we kind of want to um highlight the Bronx, and we want to take that negativity that people always have about it, because I know that in the past, every single time I tell someone, oh yeah, I live in the Bronx, they give me like this look (laughs) that, you know, like, I'm probably witnessing drive-bys every single morning or anything like that, and they have a very... Uh, I guess, like, wrong idea of what the Bronx is now because all they go about is what they see in the movies. But a lot of people that have been living in New York have not even visited the Bronx. So, you know, they just talk because of what they've seen on TV. So the Bronx is not like that at all. And I hate it when people refer to it as that, as, like, the bad borough or anything like that. So this is also a reason why we took this initiative to start it because we want to highlight the awesome people that live here, the great community, the diversity, and just kind of like welcome people to the Bronx. Absolutely. I So it's really funny, our dynamic. Um, Karen is like a native Bronxonian, I guess. <laughs> that's the term. And I'm actually a transplant. Um, so I, yes, guys, willingly moved to the Bronx, Yay! which is like another thing that like going on what Karen said when I tell people like I left my like suburban community in um I will not say upstate New York because I refuse to say that it is upstate New York but everyone in New York (laughs) is like it's upstate New York but it's not it's actually downstate that's gonna be another episode anyways (laughs) um yeah I just like left my suburban you know enclave to come to the city and then they're like wait the Bronx is where you were coming and like hell fucking yeah that's where I'm at um so 
it's really cool to see like the dynamic like you know you're gonna have like a range from like someone who's lived all their lives in the Bronx and someone who is like really seeing the Bronx with new eyes new millennial eyes not like (laughs) child eyes either so it's gonna be very interesting um the takes that we bring to you um yeah but all in all it comes you know from the bottom of our hearts and with love. (laughs) Yes, of course. And I'm so glad that I convinced Dom to move to the Bronx because Mm -hmm. I know when she had originally thought about, you know, leaving um, home, she had explored a few ideas like, oh, probably Brooklyn. I was like, no, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, no. I was like, the rent is expensive. You're going to get a small room. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking of reasons why (laughs) Dom should now move to Brooklyn. And then eventually, like, you know, the the Bronx won over her heart. <laughs> it did. It did. I did um, attend undergrad in the Bronx. So if anyone from College of Mount St. Vincent, MSV, if y'all are listening, um, yeah, so I went to school in Riverdale. So I like had a little bit, like a little tiny taste um, of the Bronx. And so I came back for graduate school and now I'm like stuck here. And like Karen's really <laughs> happy, she says yes. to you all publicly, but <laughs> I am firmly rooted in the Bronx now. Yes. Her contract for this podcast depends on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't see me or hear me, <laughs> it means I made the grave mistake of moving out. And she's living in a shoebox because I feel like that's what a lot of people live in when they talk right. about living in the city mm-hmm. or any other borough in general because... Right. Hmm. I lucked out. I have such a wonderful space um, and it's pretty affordable for what yes. I... Yeah. For the yeah. space that I... I feel like people are sleeping on the Bronx, They are, but no, actually, it's good, though, because mm-hmm. we do not want, you know, gentrification no. and people to be kicked out of their homes, so yeah. I, I was thinking about it, actually, earlier, and I was like, well, mm-hmm. people have, like, such a negative uh, view of the Bronx, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, well, maybe it's working in our favor because mm-hmm. we don't have, like, so many, like, I, I don't want to say the word hipsters, but <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, those people that are just, like, kicking out native Bronxonians, you know? Yeah. And eventually, like, I just don't want it to become, like, one of those other neighborhoods that got gentrified and now our people cannot afford to live in these spaces and are forced to move out to, like, worse areas or anything like that, you know? So... You know, you guys can stay in your little <laughs> yeah, so, squares or something. I don't know what it is. It's a good hidden gem for you to yes. come visit. Yes. According to Karen. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you should just come visit and then leave. <laughs> but also listen to our podcast. Of course. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I feel like that was a really funny roundabout way of like kind of condensing a lot of the things that we want to talk about, um, things that me are very meaningful to us and like just ourselves. Um yeah, do you have anything else to add, Karen? Um, no. I mean, I'm just excited to to launch this whole thing mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to 
meeting new people. I mean, you already know that I am a big listener of podcasts mm -hmm. since you and Peggy. Hi, mm -hmm. Peggy. You better be listening. <laughs> But anyway, since you two guys introduced me to podcasts, it just kept growing and growing from there. And I think that now I listen to more podcasts than you guys. Yeah. So what actually happened was I started, um, shout out to the Intercepted podcast. So I'm really into like what's going on in politics in terms of like policy and you know world um foreign policy um so I started listening to Intercept and I also listened to a couple of like political podcasts like Pod Save America um and things like that but it's like kind of just like remained in that sphere So I have like a couple good ones and Karen, I think she started <laughs> listening to podcasts like a little bit after me and I like, okay, I have a good group of like solid podcasts and I'm listening to and when Karen came in, she's like, I'm listening to 30. I'm like, oh, uh, what? <laughs> um, so it's like, we gave her a little bit and she just like. Random. Yes, I did. I started Googling, like, especially because, like, I wanted to kind of, like, find more, like, Latino podcasts, mm -hmm. and I started doing this really intensive search, you know, so lunch, shout out to you guys, because when I found out about that podcast, I was hooked. Mm -hmm. And so when I started listening to them, I was like, wow, these two guys seem like friends that I would have and yeah. just have these conversations with. So that is one of the reasons why I am so obsessed with them and I listen to them religiously. And then from there, they as well started sending shout outs to other podcasts and I started to learn more and more and more and the list kept growing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, now I, that's what I do on a regular basis. Like my commute just consists of me catching up with podcasts and there's always something new to listen to new opinions, I will be laughing on the train to myself, so that is just my life now, podcast, and now we have our own. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I want to just, like, make one note that it's just remarkable that, yes, in the year 2017, um, we have hordes of, like, gross, disgusting men being taken down because they're just gross, disgusting men, and, like, we would think at, like, this point in time that, you know, people wouldn't act this way. But also in 2017, we have technology that is democratized essentially and has been able to go into communities that would not normally have like yeah. a platform, you know, like a radio show. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, you know, a little bit of like the good in like where we are at as like a people yeah. in a society. I think it's amazing that you know, there's a large community of black and brown yes. podcasters and like who have platforms and voices that really speak to us. Um, and when I say us, not just, just the two of us, but like us as a community <laughs> at large who have often felt like we don't really have an outlet. Yeah. And that could also that, that we don't feel that we're represented. Right. Yeah. So I feel like All of us, you know, just having an outlet to talk about it and also just like encourage everyone else to voice their opinion and putting a podcast together is actually not as difficult as it sounds. Mm -hmm. 
anyone can do it and we highly encourage it because this is the moment where we should be speaking up mm-hmm. and just kind of like creating like a stronger network and just really really like joining forces to kind of like just battle everything that is going on right right and i want to also um as we continue making more episodes and you guys get to know me i'm 1000% a huge proponent of self-care and sometimes self-care isn't just like I'm gonna eat a bacon cheeseburger and like Netflix for 13 hours and like <laughs> and you know go off the grid sometimes self-care is you know really allowing yourself um to be open in a space where you're comfortable yeah um, and I think um listening um and imbibing in, like, really wholesome podcasts that, like, well, I mean, not wholesome, but, like, things that really nourish your, like, soul and your mind and your spirit and that really get you on a level culturally is also very important for self-care. super important. Yeah. Don't know where I lost my train of thought. (laughs) That will happen pretty frequently because I'm uh, a huge caffeine addict so um any coffee companies that want to start <laughs> sponsoring me particularly um I'm open but yeah I like always like in between spurts of like caffeinated highs I'm just like Burr. um so Cameron will probably start tequila for me please <laughs> I love that I enjoy a good drink but yeah, just bear with us, guys. This is our first uh, <laughs> recording, so we're just kind of like getting in the hang here and just trying to uh, explain kind of like or give you a little bit of background information as mm-hmm. to why we decided to start this podcast mm-hmm. and just kind of like getting into the hang of recording. Mm-hmm. And I know usually when we're like just on our own, we have very like deep conversations and I think I have said this to you, Dom, before, that sometimes we're still funny on text message or whatever, that we should just have, like, our own comedy show or something like that. So now we are producing our own show. Yeah. (laughs) We are on Twitter. Um, I think that's where we're going to probably be most active. um, Yeah. Because, yeah, I've got Twitter fingers to Donald Trump. (laughs) You know what my mom calls him? What? El viejo rubio. And that oh oh wait the old blonde yeah basically the old blonde man old blonde man yeah see you guys I'm learning <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what she refers to Trump as el yeah. viejo rubio like whenever she says that we know who she's talking about <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to ask my mom what she calls him in French <laughs> everyone has a name for him yeah I'm pretty sure. And it would be cool to see just what everyone yeah. <laughs> refers to him. Yeah, it'd like, be really funny, like, in your own native language. Like, not just, like, because we have, like, a plethora of, like, names right. for him in English. But, like, yeah, I'm going to actually investigate what my parents call him in English. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I going with this? Oh, yeah, so we're pretty active on Twitter. So any comments, critiques, um constructive critiques yes please there is a difference (laughs) that you would like to share with us definitely um hit us up all right so um for this next segment which will be like our topic of the day um well since you know the new year kind of really just started (laughs) 
um, our topic will probably be, as we kind of touched upon in our first um, catching up, uh, what we kind of pulled from 2017. Um, and me, it had to do with a lot of like social watershed moments, um, you know, immigration and um, the sexual harassment allegations have been weighing pretty heavily on me. So those are things that, you know, that I really took away from 2017 um, and mainly how to move forward in 2018 as my own person in how I can contribute and assist and where the communities that need the most um and highlighting um a light shined on them yeah spotlight yeah (laughs) spotlight I guess um yeah uh I really do want to talk a little bit more about immigration and we for listeners out there will be having um guests (laughs) <laughs> in the near future to talk yep. more um to, uh, about this but um immigration is so close to my heart I don't think I would have like the career um that I would have had my parents not you know been immigrants um I don't know I just like feel like a lot of the things that I am right yeah shaped by um this I think practice it, yeah and I think like when you come from like an immigrant family or, or something like that you always tend to work extra hard mm-hmm. and there's actually I think I've seen like some kind of post on Twitter where it's like the amount of work that first generation kids have to do mm-hmm. like no no one else will understand it because you kind of like have to do twice the amount of work Mm -hmm. to show to your parents that leaving their country and immigrating to another country was worth it, you know, kind of like saying, hey, this is what I accomplished because you decided to take this big step. Yeah, there's definitely that. I think I, um, there is a... And you appreciate everything just in general. There is, um, I guess, a trope out there that's like, you know, the immigrant work ethic. And I don't really like to call forth stereotypes, but I think I kind of fall into that. Um, I fall into, like, having a very strong work ethic. Um, I'm also incredibly grateful that my parents are um, patriots. They are very proud um, and have actually made very conscious efforts to give me their heritage like pass it down onto right. me I, I i have a couple of cousins who are a little bit younger than i am whose parents they are like well our my child is going to be completely americanized so they're not going to speak the language they maybe eat the food um but really not understand um the culture which i'm not saying like to like i'm latina Right, <laughs> some respects, and I don't speak Spanish that fluently, but that doesn't discount that I am. But um, I think a very conscious effort to explore that aspect of you. Um, I'm very happy that my parents, you mm-hmm. know, started that process, and I'm continuing it. Yes, um, super important. Yeah. So this is another another reason why um, immigration is just so important to me um 
and at large for the society, I just think it's bullshit. I think it's utter bullshit that, you know, we have so many groups of people. It's really not even just like this, this narrative that, you know, these illegal Mexicans like it's just like this broad brush like all immigrants are Mexicans whereas yeah like, you know like not everyone who's part of a, the DACA recipient program are exactly, actually Mexican yeah. and TPS it's not just Haitian it's I believe Nicaraguan and um, Honduran. Honduran I believe uh, uh Eritrean I believe Ecuadorians as well mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken yeah it's just like it's people from countries whose, you know, economies and societies have been yeah. destabilized because of, guess what, American intervention. And now, so we want to come to the United States to contribute, one, to, you know, live a fulfilling life. They're like, nah, we're good, fam. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. That's my, that's one of the things that, like, piss me off the most is that there really isn't any rhyme or reason a lot of the people that are subject to deportation are people who are hardworking and contributing to society um and you know what they're fucking human you know what i mean yeah and then that's the thing that also kind of like pissed me off because it's like everyone has the right to you know to a better life right people moved here because they wanted to work hard give their children and their family a better future Mm -hmm. and because they wanted to fucking eat Mm -hmm. like what the hell is wrong with that Mm -hmm. so the fact that you know of course i'm not gonna say that there are no criminals yes there are criminals in every single culture every single country Mm -hmm. and everything but People that come here are hardworking, they have family values, and there is nothing wrong with just trying to find a better future and just trying to make more money so that you can survive. There is nothing wrong with that. So I don't know why all these politics are like making it so hard for people to just survive. Right. Because that's at the end of the day, that's what everyone is trying to do. Yeah. Um, there's this uh, really... <laughs> really false narrative, fake news, as we'll say, um, where, like, you know, illegal immigrants or people who, like, come here to the country get, like, better benefits than native-born Americans, which is, like, stupid. No. Because you need to qualify for those things um, by being an American citizen. (laughs) Um, So that's one of the things that's, like, a long-standing... Uh, narrative to justify the mistreatment of people. Yeah. Which is, you know, stupid because it's stupid a lot of and people, ignorant. Yeah, it's stupid and ignorant because a lot of the people, like, literally, they're people who die on their way coming here. Yeah. It's not like they, they're like coming here for a handout. And then when they get here, it gets even harder because sometimes they don't speak the language. Yeah. Sometimes they move into a community that's like not. They of don't their know. Own. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's sometimes so... they're the first of the family. Yes. To come into the United States, um, so it's just it's not like oh you know twenty of us the entire village we decided to upend yeah and come to the United States and like get free birth control and food stamps. 
And that's not how it works. That exactly. Is absolutely not how it works. I'm an American citizen and I like I don't even really take advantage of those things. I don't right. know if I even qualify for them, even though I'm a millennial, so I'm like in that weird in between where like I make enough money to like yeah. kind of survive, but not really. <laughs> Especially in New York. Oh uh, yes. Um so where was I going with this? That, yeah, basically, like, it's just, like, people don't come to this country just to say, hey, let's go get for the free stuff. No. Right. Like, they're sacrificing their lives, obviously, because they have, like, mm-hmm. a, a bigger necessity, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the opportunities um, back home, and they need to go in search of them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's how it is for so many people. Yeah. And, like, um, I was... I was talking to my mom um, the other day, and we were just, like, kind of going back when um, my parents came in 83 and 85, and my parents are in their 60s, early 60s, so they spent, like, almost half their lives in a country they weren't born in, and can you imagine doing that? Like, can you imagine, like, and my parents, to give you a bit of background, both grew up pretty affluently. Um, they grew up on family estates. Um, both sides of my family um, were middle to upper middle class in Haiti. Um, and like when people, you know, when I mention Haiti or like people just know Haiti right now, it's like, oh, you know, it's the earthquake. But even before then, it's like it's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, mm-hmm. which not to discredit that um, statistic, whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a lot more to the poverty yeah. porn that's been fed to American media, Hades, a lot more than that. Um, so, yeah, my parents were pretty well-to-do, even up until the time that they left the country. So to imagine that, like, you're in a country that you grew up in, um, this is, you speak the language, this is your language, this is your food, this is your culture, these are your people and your friends and your family and your neighbors. Yep. And you want something better. So you, like, leave to go to a country where, you know, it's, like, entrenched in white supremacy. Um, that's another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's just, like, you are, you know people of color who speak perfect English. I'm going to say perfect English in quotes because that's a whole thing in the immigrant community is like, what is perfect English? Um, But who speak English and um, they also have hard times because of the color of their skin. Now you have like your skin color, your melanin, and then your heavy accent working against you. Yeah. And, you know, not no discernible, like, professional skills. Like, you come here and you are just, like, working. You're, you're fighting an uphill battle with a boulder on your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? And for you to, like, for me, I'm just like, wow, you, you left, you left comfort. Yeah. You know what I mean? You left your heart. Like, that's. My mom would say, that's my heart in French. She left that to come to the United States because she envisioned a better life for us, which, you know, I would say, um, from my own experience, has been 
in the you know experiment has been successful. Yes, it has. <laughs> um, yeah, so for you to, like, leave these things, your roots, essentially. For you to leave your roots yep. and for people to be like, yeah, you're just coming here for a handout. Like, no. No. It probably, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, It makes honestly. no sense. Like, and then I know there are people who are, like, really, really, like, really suffering, like, human rights crisis and who probably don't even have my parents' background. Um, they're still, like, leaving the only thing they've ever known for something so foreign to them and to just say that, you know, they're coming for a handout is just, like, complete bullshit. They're they're human beings, and I think people should have the right um, to happiness, <laughs> to the pursuit of happiness. That was pretty long-winded, but <laughs> those are my feelings um, about the events that happened in 2017. Um, and going forward in 2018 I want to be a more active participant in you know the fight for the clean dream act is it or yeah okay. yeah it's the clean dream act um and uh providing resources for people who are unfortunately very much subject to yeah. deportation for TPS. And so so many families have been separated because of that. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have been keeping up with Twitter, and there are a lot of organizations that are constantly posting about the families that are being separated because of all this nonsense that is going on. And honestly, that's what it is. It's nonsense because... All these people have demonstrated to be hard workers. They have a family. And so a lot of them, like, they are, like, the main support for their family. And so now with these this nonsense going on, they're being separated. And it's just so unfair. It's heartbreaking. And just because it, it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean that it's not important. Because it it's... Just this goes back to like a lot of like the history in general of this country. So that is kind of like one of the main reasons why we also wanted to, you know, talk about it on the podcast because it's very close to our hearts. And I think in general for for people of color, they have someone at least in their family or know of people that are affected by all this nonsense that is going on. And just kind of like to create conscience that, you know, kind of like taking the negativity away from all these people that come here, work hard, and just try to make a better living than what they could in, in their country. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. There's just like um, in the history of immigration, just a systematic yeah. dehumanization of people coming into the country, which is like what is used for to like fire up people to be like yeah mm -hmm. build the wall yes. yeah throw them out because there's just like this campaign and it's been like since yeah forever um even like the first really big influx of immigration not not counting the pilgrims but like you know the immigration from ellis island like your oh, right. immigration is just like dehumanization that's going on um very systematic and just a campaign and every single time there's like a wave of new groups of people that come in um 
it's just it just changes its language you know what I mean it never really goes away it yeah. just it adapts to you know the new group of people like I know like when the Irish came the Irish were unable to be qualified for work because of all the negative stereotypes that they're drunks and you know there's a lot of um, fear around Catholicism because we're we're a country rooted in Protestantism and now with our not our he is not my president no but with this yeah I orangutan think... in the <laughs> office um saying you know mexicans are rapists and like ms-13 and right. gangs like every every wave there's something to deter people from from a different country from yeah different country. and i think um even though, like, a lot of people thought, oh, no, racism doesn't exist anymore, this brought kind of, like, this brought it up to the surface again and saying, no, yes, it still exists. I don't know who those people are. Because <laughs> a lot of people would think that. And it's like, no, because maybe because, you know, you're white, mm-hmm. you think that it's over. But no, it's not. Mm-hmm. If you see, like, all the current issues that are going on, it's always t- towards the community of color. Mm-hmm. And this just kind of, like, puts another spotlight Mm -hmm. um and just talks about all the current issues that we're still having and all the negative concepts that are still like out there Mm -hmm. and just kind of like um yeah interfering i guess with like all the other policies that follow as well right yeah a lot of this rhetoric will influence policies as you can see and then i also want to take a moment um to acknowledge that we are talking about immigration, but there also in 2017 was a horrific, disgusting Muslim ban, um, which really was upsetting because it was just so immediate in its consequences. Um, but things like that, like that's another, that's another talking point to just like dehumanizing groups of people. Um, so that they are not, they don't feel welcome here, and that, you know, people who are, have been, who, you know, the United States in, of America are their homes, regardless of, you know, they're not Native Americans, so that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, it taps into those feelings where they're like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Those yeah. people are bringing things into here that we don't want. Exactly. Kick them out. Yeah, and because there's so every time something bad happens, it's always like okay. And I, I don't know if you've noticed that about the news. And I also saw a post about it, and they were like, when something negative happens, the first thing that they do is mention the like ethnicity mm-hmm. or like the country that this person is from. But whenever they're doing something positive, they don't. Mm-hmm. They just say like, oh yes, this person is doing X, Y, and Z for the community. And they don't highlight kind of like saying like, hey, people of color also are doing good for the country. They just want to focus on the negative. I think like a lot of the media mm-hmm. um, has done that in the past. And I've noticed it myself as well. And where there are other issues going on, they try to find excuses as Hmm. to why it happened. And we're going to get this, like, in further detail in another episode. Because I do have, like, two past uh, events that kind of, like, because of who they they were done by, they were not giving as much attention or 
they kind of were like overlooked. Yeah. So those are like kind of my grievances about like what happened in terms of immigration in 2017. Um, what I plan on, you know, doing in 2018, which I like really briefly touched upon, is how me as a um, person with these experiences and very conscious of like the current climate, um, what can I do? Um, and there's, I'm still doing a lot of research, but, uh, you know, one of the things I want to kind of take with me coming from 2018, 2017 into 2018 is to be very actively listening to um immigrants. I am an American citizen. Um, my parents are American citizens. So I'm not, I am not personally, personally affected by this, but I believe as an ally and as a person who has a bit of a platform, I think it's very important to actively listen and to actively support the Clean Dream Act activists. Yes. Um, and, you know, I my hats off to DACA recipients. Um, it it's a really tough thing to like. It is yeah. live among the shadows and then come out and then to also to be to have that used against you. Right. Um, I think if you know someone who is a DACA recipient, um, that you should also check in on them in terms of, like, you know, where they are at emotionally and mentally because that is just... Just talking about this, I kind of feel, like, overwhelmed with emotion because yeah. I'm, like, that's a really tough situation to be in. Yeah, because you you don't know what's going to go... what's going to happen and so many things are said and then it's like, no, well, we're not doing this yet or we're not taking the decision on that and it's just, like... People are left with kind of like their lives up in the air, and it's so frustrating. It's very frustrating, um, and especially at a time where, you know, so many DACA recipients, you, you have to be like, you're like college educated and you have to work. Like Yeah, that's, there's so um, many requirements. There's so many requirements, and like, you know, you want to reap the benefits of like having a college degree and having a full-time job, and now you are probably just like, only wondering like where does your life hang in the balance in a year from now and I think um as someone who is an ally and I'm here for you know people in the immigrant community that it's important to really just check in and take the temperature and understand you know how can I be here for you mentally and emotionally right. um so those are kind of those those are the two things that i'm taking away from 2017 and bringing into 2018 right i know that was really really long guys i won't practice on being more concise but <laughs> <laughs> just to get back no, to the I thesis think, no i think you covered most of like um the importance of what we have taken away from right. 2017 yeah and we're going to get into, like, a lot of these topics that we mentioned in, in depth on later episodes. Absolutely. Um, but that is kind of, like, just what we kind of, like, wanted to give you an idea of what topics to expect from this podcast and just what we have prepared for you for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. I guess this is a good uh, time to, like, move on to our next segment, um, which will actually be... 
bronze highlights. Yes. Um, so, yeah, as I'm talking about, you know, boosting and uplifting and, you know, just being f- here for people who are DACA recipients, immigrants, um, I think it's important to also be here and boost our own gente, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's moms. one of, like, the the... The segments that we're going to have, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I don't have any highlights. We do not right now. This episode, yes. <laughs> but we are just letting you guys know that this is an episode, oh, I mean, a segment that will be part of the podcast. And if you guys have any recommendations as well, just send them our way. It could be anything from like, you know, your favorite podcast, a TV show, a book, a restaurant, just anything in general that you're enjoying. And if it's from the Bronx, even better. And we are happy to talk about it. And, of course, we'll share our favorite ones as well. Yeah. And then I think, like, the last segment that we have for this podcast is called Vete al Carajo, which Mm -hmm. is go to hell. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, you kind of have an idea of who, you know, has to go to El Carajo based on what we talked about today. (laughs) But just in general, we want to, like, just introduce these two segments as well. And, you know, for the following episodes, we will be prepared and we will have our list ready of, of who, like, we want to highlight or just, like, someone that is pissing us off. Yeah. Um, but for our inaugural, what is it? Vete al carajo? Yes. Um, we would love to dedicate this to Idiot in Chief. <laughs> Donald Trash. Yep. Um... Because the next three years are going to be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and I was not expecting to be this stressed out this early in my life, Donald. And I just go to fucking hell. Like, you just... That's where he I, deserves to yeah, be. Yeah, just... I, you know, something probably... At the moment that we're speaking right now, something probably broke <laughs> that he did. <laughs> of course. Because it's just, like, never fucking ending. There's always something. Always something. Con ese viejo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's the person we're going to, yeah, send to hell. Yeah. Okay. If we have the powers. Of course. We need to tap into our bruja powers. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So I think this is it for this episode mm-hmm. and i hope that you subscribe to us mm-hmm. and looking forward to just what 2018 has for us yeah um thank you if you've gotten to this point thank you so much for sticking with us um we are really 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 excited to just share um our little enclave of the Bronx, our own experiences, um, what it's like to be two women of color um, working in, like, media. Yeah. um, uh, Film and digital media. Um, Yeah, we... It's it's a new age, um, and I'm very optimistic, um, but I'm also not naive in the way I'm viewing the world and I just also want to use that as a outlet and if anyone's feeling the same way we are here for you right so um yeah thank you so much for listening um for being with us and sticking with us and we're (laughs) we are very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say um rate and subscribe and give us really good feedback about this show and you know thank you for joining us from the bronx with love
Bye, Adios. guys.